The first reading may be found on page 13 and page 13 in the front of the Pew Bibles. It is taken from Genesis chapter 17 and chapter 21. Chapter 17, verse 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face, and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land where you are now an alien, all the land of Canaan for a perpetual holding and I will be their God. Verse 15. God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of people shall come from her, Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said to himself, Can a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Can Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live in your sight. God said, No, but your wife Sarah shall bear you a son, and you shall name him Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will bless him and make him fruitful and exceedingly numerous. He shall be the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this season next year. And when he had finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham. Chapter 21, verse 1. The Lord dealt with Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to his son, whom Sarah bore him. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac 
when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Now Sarah said, God has brought laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, Who would ever have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for the Gospel reading. The Gospel reading may be found on page 98 in the New Testament, John 8, verses 51 to 59. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Very truly, I tell you, whoever keeps my word will never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say, Whoever keeps my word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died? The prophets also died. Who do you claim to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, he of whom you say he is our God, though you do not know him, but I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you, but I do know him and I keep his word. Your ancestor Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you. May I speak the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Amen. Do sit down. We are at the fourth of our Sundays following the life of Abram who becomes Abraham who becomes the father of nations. We rejoin him at a dramatic point in a dramatic life but this is definitely one of those hinge occasions where change is taking place. This week he's been renamed by God. No longer Abram, that was grand enough, exalted father. He is now Abraham, father of a multitude. Something big is happening in the life of Abram and Sarai. Something very big. God is saying and doing more than some name changes. Sarai is going to get a new name 
a new name too. God declares himself in power. Did you pick that up? There was a lot of text to listen to this morning. God declares himself in power and he declares his name. I think one of the amazing things about Abraham is that when he started on this journey, he didn't know who God was. But he said, yes, okay. Let's pick the tents up, pack the camels and go. Now God says, this is who you are, Abraham. Sarai will be Sarah. My name is I am God Almighty. Almost the last words we just heard read. Before Abraham was. Think about that verse today. Before Abraham was, the Lord Jesus Christ says, I am. Should still us that. Our scripture verses this morning pile up on top of one another more and more amazing things. God tells Abraham what God is going to do in power, filling out those divine promises that we've heard about already in our series, already made. This great binding covenant between God and Abraham will issue not just in a great nation, that would have been fantastic enough, but in kings and a multitude of nations. And the covenant will be not just with Abraham, but with his offspring throughout the generations. And there's somewhere to live too. There will be a land, Canaan, And God will be Abraham's God and the God of all those generations to come. Where is that multitude of nations today? We are part of it. We are here. We too are children of the promise. That's how we've come to be here. Promises kept. God's power performed. The world changed forever. We'll come back to verse 1 in a moment, but we need to jump now to verse 15. Page 13, if you've got your Bibles open. But, um, breathless as we are, running through all of these things, something is missing, isn't it? God says, kings, a multitude... But where is this son? There has to be a son. We heard about Ishmael last week. We're not going back there. Where is the son? God declares Sarah will have that son this time next year. And Abraham says to himself um, something like, and I don't mean this disrespectively, disrespectively, he has got to be joking, God. He has got to be joking. I am 100 years old. Anyone here 100 years old? I bet there are a few people here who aren't 100 who feel a bit tired. Abraham was 100. Sarah was 90. God hears him and speaks again, confirming Isaac will indeed be born and that he 
will be the child of the covenant. At the eight o'clock, we all spoke together about the new covenant. This is not just history, this Abraham section, though it is history, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. This is the springboard for a journey that lasts at first hundreds of years, hundreds of years, before the land even comes, and which is actually still ongoing, isn't it? With you and me as believers. For God Almighty is our God too. And we live in the Old and New Testament age. We have the treasures of God's Word. And if we were to look to the epistle to the Hebrews in the New Testament... There's a section there in chapter 11 where there's a cascade of saints of God recorded. Those who lived and acted by faith. And in relation to Sarah and Abraham, the writer calls out their faith three times. There's a real sense this morning that we are at the stage with Abraham and Sarah in their lives when they really needed, as we would say today, to step up in faith. I can hear Mark saying that. That's the kind of thing Mark would want us to do. He would say, come on everyone, step up in faith. It's nearly 25 years since that first contact in Haran, and there have been 10 chapters of childlessness in Genesis up to this point. And now... That's where we go back to verse 1. God says to Abraham, as he then still was, I am God Almighty. You walk before me and be blameless. The covenant was going to rest on a number of things. One of them was Abraham's life. So this wasn't just, do as you're told, Abraham, and you'll get more donkeys more camels, more wealth, be a good boy, and I'll bless you. That doesn't come into it at all, actually. The covenant was to rest on, amongst other things, Abraham walking before God. In Hebrew, this is in a distinctive form, which emphasizes ongoing intimacy between Abraham and God ongoing walking with God. Abraham's also called to be blameless, and that means not in our sense of blameless, not at fault, because we know that would be hopeless, and we know Abraham wasn't completely faultless. It means more, and get this, because this is good New Testament language, dedicated to God. Dedicated to God. Walk with me and dedicate your life to me. Doesn't that ring a bell to you about our life as New Testament believers? Walk with me and dedicate your life to me. The risen Lord says to Peter on the, on the shore, Walk with me, Peter. I'm sure they strolled along the beach. And Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? 
Noah was described as blameless, and he had a covenant with God. But we know he was far from perfect. But what did he do? He believed God's promises. He trusted God's promises. He acted on God's promises. And Scripture tells us he walked with God and was blameless. Do you see where I'm going with this? The call to know God, to believe his promises, and to follow him in and through the life of his son is like a New Testament echo of old Abraham's call to a discipleship journey with God. And the thing is about Abraham that he did trust. He did believe. He did learn to wait. How hard we find that. And he, of course, did not see all the promises fulfilled. Far from it. But... God did exactly what he said he would. The slight blandness of chapter 21 risks us missing the amazing impact of that. God said, I will do that. God said, I will really do that. Change your name. It's not just a nation. It's an unbelievable, countless number of nations and kings. I'm a hundred, God, for pity's sake. Next year, Abraham, the baby will come. Chapter 21. And God did what he said. At the time he said, in the way he said, to the woman he said, to produce the child he promised, who would be the child of the covenant. Full stop. End of paragraph. This is easy to your God. Easy. God did exactly what he said. And you know we use this phrase, the rest is history. Well, brothers and sisters, the rest is history after that. Absolutely, the rest is history. History was never the same again. This was one of those key moments that we have recorded in our scripture where God's hand went right into the life of the human race and moved it. I think the writers of the Hebrews got it right. In chapter 11, he wrote, By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. Verse 10 of chapter 11, one of the key verses. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. You know the radio program Desert Island Disc, you choose the number of pieces of music you want to take. Well, we should have a Bible, Desert Island. That is one of my verses. He was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. Read the book of Revelation. What do you hear the Spirit saying to John? And out of heaven came the new Jerusalem. 
the eternal city, and God came to be with his people and dwelt there forever. That's what's coming. After going through a lot of characters from Scripture, the writer to the Hebrews says this, These all died in faith. I trust everyone here is going to die in faith. If you don't know whether you're going to, please do something about it. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, as we said earlier, for Abraham. He didn't see it all. But having seen them and greeted them from afar. That's a lovely picture, isn't it? It's a picture of trust. If I wasn't preparing a place for you, I'd have told you, Jesus said. Don't worry. When you go where I'm going, there'll be a place. And they acknowledged, these saints, that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. I do hope that you are seeking a homeland with God and with all of us and lots and lots and lots and lots of other people. If they'd been thinking of that land from which they'd gone out, they would have had an opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country. That is a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Every day, my prayer is that your life is an ongoing walk with God, and that mine is too. That every day I learn to listen, believe, trust, and wait. That those elements are elements of a life dedicated to God. A life in which we desire a better country, where we know there is a homeland for us, and a God who is not ashamed to be called our God, will greet us and travel with us in the wonderful supernatural world of the Christian life. At 8 o'clock I referred to Phil Wynne, uh, a good Baptist preaching from this, I'm going to call it a pulpit, please, from this pulpit uh, a few weeks ago referred to uh, the Pilgrim's Progress. And Christian, the pilgrim there, from time to time as he gets towards the end of the journey, looks to the horizon when he's feeling a bit down and he sees the glint of the heavenly city where he's going. And he knows he's going. The celestial city of God to which his journey is directed. Remember that. Have that as a jewel in your hand so that on those difficult days when it all just seems too much, and we all have days like that, you open your hand and you remember the homeland 
the city with foundations built by God, the place prepared for you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.